Welcome everyone to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. I'm Tom Poland, beaming out to you from little Sunshine Coast in Australia, joined today by Todd Capone. Todd, g'day, very warm welcome from down under. Where, where are you based? I am in the heart of the Midwest of the US in Chicago. And you're Chicago, so you're flipping from winter through, what are you, in autumn right now? We are in the random, every day you wake up to a different season. Today it's summer, Thursday it will be freezing cold. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy the journey, whatever it is. Folks, really, this is going to be very interesting. Todd has got a certain way of presenting sales. And I have to say, I just love it because let me let you in on it straight off the bat and I'll explain why I love it. So it's all about the transparent sale. And as soon as I heard transparency in sales, I think this could help so many people because it's kind of a load off, you know, it's, it's, I'm going to put my cards on the table. I don't have to have any hidden agendas. I don't have to try and manipulate people. I can be myself. So there's a whole lot that unpacks from transparency. And so I, I, I can't wait. So let me tell you a little about Todd. He's the author of The Transparency Sale and The Transparent Sales Leader, recently released. He's a multi-time revenue leader in his own right. He's a behavioral science nerd. I happen to know also he's a sales history buff. We might touch on that a little later. And he's successfully guided two companies to successful exits. And in doing so, no doubt has potentialized their sales revenue. So the title today is The Transparent Sales Leader. But before we start, I want to do something I've never done before, because I think the subject is so interesting. I want to give, before we start to count our time, I want to, Todd, I want to give you, invite you to give us a 30, 40 second heads up on what is the transparency sale thing? Yeah, and I mean, it started, and I'll try to keep it brief, but there was a story. My last company, we were in the ratings and review space meaning we helped retailers and brands collect and display ratings and reviews on their website. Mm -hmm. We did a research study that looked at how consumers engage when they're buying something on a website. What we found was three data points. Number one, we all read reviews today, no surprise. But number two, 85% of us go to the negative reviews first. Mm. And number three, was that a product with an average review score between a 4.2 and a 4.5 that was optimal for purchase conversion, meaning a product that had negative reviews right under it helped it sell more. Now, those last two data points together, I realized, well, that's when a website's acting as a salesperson. But I found very quickly in being the behavioral science nerd that I am, that it actually has the same impact in human to human or B2B selling. When we lead with the negatives and present our solutions as the truth, they're not perfect. Magic happens, sales cycles speed up, win rates go up, we qualify in better and faster, we qualify out faster, and we make it really hard on our competitors to message against us, and it feels good to be honest, too. What, 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 why? Do you think it's just a matter of believability, boost believability, this person is real, they're actually prepared to tell me their warts before they, you know, give me the bouquet of flowers? Is that? Well, I'll tell you, there's a couple of things. Number one is we as human beings, we don't buy when we're convinced. Well, if we do, we're probably pissed about it a few hours later. We buy when we can predict, like we're prediction machines. And we know subconsciously that perfection doesn't exist. And until we can understand, is the juice going to be worth the squeeze? I got to know what that squeeze is before I can even assess right. the nutritional value and the taste of the juice. I can't trigger a decision. So that's okay. why companies like Amazon, you may have heard of them. They were the first to list negative reviews right under the products they sold, and they did pretty okay, well, right? Thanks for that. 
All right. And for those of us who are in Australia, being pissed a few hours later, in this case, does not mean you're drunk. It means you're <laughs> angry. Okay. In North America, it means you're angry. Down here, it means you're drunk as a skunk. So <laughs> just to clarify, clarify that little cultural nuance up. So our title today, folks, is The Transparent Leader. And Todd, our seven minutes is going to start any second, just as soon as I find the hit button. There we go. So question number one, tell us more about your ideal client, please. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm looking, I work with revenue leaders that are looking to upscale their teams. And like, you're like, well, Todd, that's everybody. Who knew? But there have been <laughs> tremendous revelations in our understanding of how human beings engage, prioritize, decide, and buy. And those organizations that want to leverage that for good, not evil, are really my ideal clients. And it's typically revenue organizations mid to larger size. Fascinating. So folks, if you're a leader of a sales team or a team uh, that a company where you want more sales, whether you're an individual and you are the company or it's pretty big, you need to listen up. Question two, sir, just under six and a half left. What is the problem you solve for these, these folks? Well, I think you mentioned it at the beginning that so many of your listeners, they think that sales means I got to get a plaid jacket, and some gold chains and like off I go. As it turns out, transparency sells better than perfection. Right. And when we present our solutions as perfect, sales cycles slow down, win rates go down, we lose slowly, and we arm our competitors to message against us. And really, those are the four things that we're looking to fix by leading with your flaws, leading with transparency. Fantastic. I, I have to put a little sub question is there. Can you go overboard with this? Can you have too much leading with your flaws? Well, yeah, the four, two to four, five data point is really important. I'm not advocating that anybody goes into their next sales engagement with, hey, this is why we suck. Like, no, yeah, take right. it easy. You know, so what Tyra Banks, the supermodel, she's got a term, a word called flossum. And like, it's to embrace your flaws, but know that you're still awesome. I'd encourage awesome. all of you to think about your own flossum messaging and positioning. Very clever. What was the 4.2, 4.5? What was that thing you just That said? was a product on a website that's got an average review score between a 4.2 gotcha. to 4.5. That's optimal, but gotcha. that's also yeah. the way our brains work. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen the new book that's come out and it's got five five-star reviews and we all go, yeah, that's his mother, brother, sister, <laughs> exactly. best friend who he owes a living. Thank you for that. Uh, just under five minutes left. The problem you solve, real quick, how would you define that? Well, I think, first of all, it's this idea that, for the most part, sales cycle lengths extend. We keep losing to the status quo over and over again. And when we do lose, we lose slowly. That's actually, there's a huge opportunity to fix that. It's not a foregone conclusion. And yeah. so at its core, when you actually lead with transparency, you're helping the buying brain predict and you're triggering and speeding up all of that. Like some of the best brands in the world embrace what they give up to be great at their core. Like think Ikea or any of the warehouse shopping clubs that you might mm. go to or some of the airlines that are like, we're just going to hurdle you on here and you're not going to get anything. You're lucky you're going to get there. They give that up to be great at their core and they're flourishing doing that. You've got an opportunity in B2B or human-to-human -human selling to do the same sort of thing. Flossom. Absolutely flossom. So, <laughs> well, just four minutes left. Real quick, what do you say are the typical symptoms that sales teams, leaders, and salespeople are going to be experiencing? I guess one of them is they just feel they don't want to stick to the sales script because it's manipulative and it doesn't feel like them. So what else would be going on in their lives or their businesses that, that they could go, yeah, I need to find out more about the transparency thing? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, where companies or individuals go wrong, 
is they feel like, wow, that would be really bold to lead with my flaws. Like, are you crazy? How did you do it, Todd? I actually believe it's bold not to. There's a, a quote from a author in 1919. His name's Arthur Dunn. It's my favorite sales quote of all time. But it is, if the truth won't sell it, don't sell it. And my take is, <laughs> would you rather that that flaw come from you or your competitor? Would you rather that flaw come from you now or come after you've invested three months in this opportunity? Would you rather arm your competitor with trust or would you rather build trust right from the get-go? I think that it's bold not to embrace the truth because you know that's how you make decisions too. All of you don't trust nothing but five-star reviews. All of you read the negative reviews first. I know you do. Why would you think in human-to-human -human selling that would be different? Yeah, it just it just flat out makes sense, but it didn't make sense until you told me about it. That's the interesting thing. I didn't figure this out myself. You figured it out. So <laughs> and now, folks, Todd is giving it to you on a silver platter with a red carpet between you and him. We're uh, two minutes left. I want to get people to your website. What's your website? I know there's stuff there. There's a podcast. There's a blog. What's the website that people can go to, Todd? Yeah, it's just toddcaponi.com, but just do a Google search. There's all kinds of stuff out there available for you. I've okay. been on a bunch of podcasts, but yeah. Todd, T-O-D-D, Caponi, C-O-P-O-N-I.com. There's resources tab there, folks. Pardon me? It's C-A-P-O-N-I, like it's Al Capone, yeah. but with an yeah. I instead of an E. I don't know what I said, but yeah, what he said is better. C-A-P-O-N-I.com. Thank you, Todd. Let's go flip back. I'm missing you up a bit here, but... Give people a top tip. That's question five. What's a top tip that someone could, you know, it's not going to solve the whole problem, but it might take them a step in the right direction. Something like identify a small floor and lead with that. What's your top tip? Well, just Google your company name and then write reviews, right? Like uh -huh. what's going to come up? Know that your buyers are going to do that homework. If there's anything, like empathize with the person that you're selling to, right? They're going to do the homework. If right. there's something about your solution that's not a perfect fit, lead with it, right? Something that a competitor does better, maybe your higher price. Maybe when they do the Google search, they're going to find a story about something you royally screwed up. Lead with it. Embrace the truth. And right. you'd be amazed that the whole dynamic of all of your sales engagements changes yep. immediately. Totally makes sense. 30, 35 seconds left, sir. I'm going to give you a minute because I've, I've sidetracked you. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? Well, we talked about sales history. And we talked about that idea that like when cool people are doing cool things on the weekends, I'm reading an old 1905 magazine on sales. Six and so, yeah, exactly. I'm a, my, my wife makes fun of me all the time. But for anybody who's interested, just a hobby, just for fun, I do a podcast called the Sales History Podcast where I riff on different topics from 100 plus years ago. And I post daily on Twitter and Instagram at Sales Historian just quotes and different facts from back then that a lot of people are getting a lot of pleasure and joy from. But I'll tell you, we as a profession step on the same rake over and over again. There's a <laughs> lot of lessons to be learned from the past that we've seemingly forgotten about. Todd Capone, thank you so much for your time. It's been a blast and all the very best with the new book. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.